Welcome everybody to today's Silicon Sasquatch podcast. This is episode 36. I'm your ringleader for the day, host for the day, Doug Bonham, Silicon Sasquatch editor. With me today are... Did you... Let me introduce them one by one. There you Nick go. Nick Cummings. Hello, Nick. <laughs> Hello there. That was great. Be gentle. It's my first time. Silicon Sasquatch editor, Aaron Thayer. Hello, everybody. And two of our illustrious contributors. First, Tyler Martin. That was a pretty long pregnant pause there. <laughs> and Britt McGinnis. Hello. Token. We've assembled tonight for another podcast episode, and the topic this week is almost a little meta, if you want to think about it in a certain way. Uh, we're talking about the the effects of the daily challenge. Um, if you are like a lot of us, um, at least myself, I listen to Giant Bombs podcasts pretty heavily and also listen to Idle Thumbs. That's the two gaming podcasts I've stuck with the most in the last few years. And if you've listened to them anytime in the last, especially Idle Thumbs in the last year, you'd notice that there's a lot of talk about a game called Spelunky and its daily challenges. What is Spelunky, Doug? Um, I, I'm not necessarily the right person. Well, Spelunky is a randomly generated game that has an end, but is played like a roguelike, where you are a little dude in a 2D platformer exploring. It's very easy to die. There's a lot of complex mechanism moving around you, and uh, people have latched onto it because of its high replay value. It's really finely tuned gameplay, and more recently, like you said, uh, this daily challenge idea. So, usually when you play a round of Spelunky, the game is randomly generated, Yes. Every time. Every time. The daily challenge is seeded within the game, and it's a it's a randomly generated one for everybody who logs on on a given day and plays the game, correct? The same exact level. Well, sort of. I think the daily challenge is different depending on your platform. So, But everybody on the same leaderboards that will be playing the same level, is that right? Right. Okay. So PC users will be on the same leaderboard. Vita users will be on the same leaderboard. As well the same PS3. level generated for everybody. And PS3, yes. So all the different platforms. 360, right? Right, but PS3 and Vita share a leaderboard. Oh. Oh, okay. That's weird. What 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 is the daily challenge like? It's basically, as far as I can tell, you're just trying to play through the game. To, to be clear, Spelunky is a game that many people, even the best, can't beat every time. Um, I've actually never beaten it, and I've spent probably 20 hours with it. So The difference is with the daily challenge, it's not necessarily about beating it, because it's entirely score-based. It's just about how much money you can collect. Right. And so there are certain ways you can progress through the game to earn more money than just beating it through the traditional methods. It's really conducive to um, high-level play in that regard, because you have people who are like, just... If you've, if you've seen like a great speedrun of a game, for example, like they're just people who know the mechanics so well that they find new ways to challenge themselves beyond just beating it or surviving the level or whatever. And this is a good example of it. So yeah, I think that's kind of why this has become so popular, especially watching uh, Idle Thumbs host Chris Remo and recently Giant Bomb editor Patrick Klepix. Um, they've been putting their speed runs, their daily challenge runs up online. I think that's kind of the meeting point where this is so addicting to watch and to do yourself is you can watch somebody else tackle the same challenge you may have yourself it might not take very long to do and it's giving you a a reason like it's going to be a new level every day so you have a reason to keep coming back to it and seeing it watching it every single day so if i may ask i I will pretend well not even pretend because i kind of don't get the allure of daily challenges so if i'm a (laughs) listener who's listening to this we talked about spelunky and a daily challenge 
what is the general idea of a daily challenge? The name's pretty self-explanatory, but what is it What in any game? What, what's the point? I think it means different things to different people. I mean, for me, it's not even the, the, the challenge part. It's more like a, a daily engagement. I mean, there are other games that employ similar ideas. Uh, with my 3DS, my Street Pass, since I just keep that in my bag, like you can only collect 10 of those at a time. So usually when I get home from work, I just check out the street passes. And similar thing with Animal Crossing, like that's a game that progresses in real time. There's only so much that you can do during a day. So I'll play like 30 minutes of Animal Crossing every day. It's just something to keep you engaged, keep give the game some longevity that doesn't require you to have these like long binge play sessions or have play this game for hours. Like it's just especially when you have a busy lifestyle, it's nice to have a game that you can just plop down and play for like less than an hour every day yeah. yeah i think that's the engagement angle is pretty important the idea that you give someone a reason to keep coming back for like five minutes a day every day uh but the other angle that i think is pretty compelling is that for a game like spelunky where it is randomized every single time you play it um this is kind of an opportunity to equalize things so that you can see kind of how you stand up to everybody else who's into this game and i'm you know you, you'll see countless forum threads come up and like people will like post their runs run through so you can see the level first and then kind of like figure out how you want to strategize um people get you know to varying degrees of engaged with it but um it seems to be very compelling especially i can attest to this for spelunky it's it's um it adds a different layer to the game than what was there before yeah and of course like seeing a couple of i guess internet small-time superstars post their stuff is another reason to engage with it but honestly the, the more valid reasons are to compete against your friends to have a way to keep playing this game and an excuse to keep playing this game that's pretty fun yeah just sorry just the way to stick with it and to keep going with it you know so where did these daily challenges come from what was the first one you guys remember hmm. for me it was rock band um that i can remember right uh, they would they would, I was pretty active on the Something Awful forums back when Rock Band was launching, and uh, uh, that group was actually responsible for like a lot of the community challenges that would pop up there. They would propose like play these songs in a row, and they're usually like stupid like jokes about like there's you, you know one one I really liked was um, it was like Truckin' by the Grateful Dead, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. Space Cowboy, Steve Miller Band, and then Space Truckin'. Um, like the sequence of becoming a trucker in space um, which again um, Deep Purple song really good drum part Uh, so they would just find these cool little dumb themed ways to make a joke and they have leaderboards for them as well I believe and uh, I had a lot of fun with them it was a good way for me to revisit my library which I'll admit I invested a little too much money into my first memory would have been would have been Animal Crossing for me I remember with the original the original American release on GameCube uh, I was in high school at the time, and I'd come home from from practice for either football or wrestling, and just be exhausted. And it was just nice to play a super casual, low in low stress game for like an hour or a half hour before dinner. I think even within the yeah, you know, even within the realm of the daily engagement, daily challenge, those are two very different things. Like Rock Band is is like Spelunky, where it's score based. Like you want to compete against your friends and set the best score for today's or this week's challenge. Whereas um, Animal Crossing just has a, it's a different tack, but it also re- requires or engages you to to come back to it every single day. Absolutely, it's it's social. I mean, I remember for Rock Band in particular, we had tournaments on my local bowling alley. 
it's an inherently social thing. And while the daily challenges aren't the same as local competition, it's the same factor of it's coming together, even if it's a community you can't see. Yeah. It was still somewhat social for me. This was before the Nintendo really understood what the internet was. So mostly... You're assuming that they understand now. (laughs) True. Uh, (laughs) At the time, though, uh, it was one of the few games that my sister and I would play together. And so I created the town, and she had another house in my town. The way the old Animal Crossing worked was there were four empty houses until you could have four people all living in the same town. So while I was at practice, like, she'd be at home, like, planting trees or writing things on signs, sending letters and crap. And that would just be interesting to me, like, see what she did in my absence. You, you guys raised good points about it for um, w- what these daily challenges need to be successful. T- uh, Tyler mentioned sort of digestible, um, smaller portion to not make it stressful. And then Britt was talking about the social aspect because... For me, the daily challenges, um, I haven't played Spelunky, so that's I can't really say. But I go back to thinking of when I was playing something like World of Warcraft, and I have a really bad taste in my mouth because I feel like it's a way to trick me to just keep playing in that uh, example because there's a subscription fee. So there's always something to do, mm. daily quest and daily challenges and daily this and that. That was just like, okay, well, shit, now I have to go and do all this crap again. It's not really fun. I know not all the daily challenges are like that, but that's why I'm very skeptical <laughs> of these. I think we were actually running dailies when we decided to start this site, Aaron. <laughs> Which is, yeah, what what playing World of Warcraft daily will cause you to do. Is anyone here relatively enthusiastic about fighting games? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, I enjoy, like, Virtual Fighter and everything, but I haven't played, like, any of the more recent stuff. And I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen this tactic taken with like that genre of games. It seemed like it'd be a really fitting. Yeah. Place what would it for look that. like? What would the daily challenge look be at like? like? The old Soul Calibur or uh, Virtual Fighter modes, where it's like you engage these AI characters, and there's like some sort of stipulation or handicap for you. Like mm-hmm. today, yeah, the guy you're yeah. fighting is invisible, or today, like every time you knock someone down, it does extra damage, or any sort of stipulation you want. It's just like, how far can you get in this tiered structure with these stipulations? I bet we, we will see that in some form. I would, I would not be surprised if we saw like nether realm doing it. Dive kick too. I, I think partially it's a, a factor of the, the, the fact that there's been no games coming, no real big fighting games coming out the last year or so. And also that it's injustice injustice. But that's There's, like a mid-level no, fighting game. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it's a that's big slightly. fighting game, though. Ultra Street Fighter Four is going to be out soon. Could be oh, something yeah. to add to that. <laughs> I don't know. It I could know. be, but I see it. I don't know. I I just see it from like an indie developer. Like I see it as something that Skullgirls, uh, Skullgirls, <laughs> yeah, could jump into. They would be smart to do. But that. are there I more think... games I can list to prove you wrong, Doug? <laughs> <laughs> Skullgirls didn't come out last year. It came out like two years ago. Anyways, um, it just I don't think there's been any bigger games that come out with that or come out as new fighting games in the last year or so just developments of existing games like ultra ultimate or ultra versions of the games but it is apparently something that a lot of developers are thinking about um when you guys were mentioning earlier like a way to engage you for five or ten minutes it's it's a i thought of the idea that this is a way like a daily challenge or a daily reason to log into a game even for a little bit is a way to 
turn a game into a 40-hour game without having it have 40 hours of unique content and unique storyline stuff. Yep. That's the problem, though, for me. I, I don't like that at all, and I you shy don't? away from it. No, because for me, I want to play a game. I want to go through the story, do the co-op, do the multiplayer aspect, whatever the big um, box features are, and then, honestly, put it aside. And I'm very fickle now <laughs> to where yeah. there are a few games I'll want to keep, like just bad example, whatever, it, it doesn't have a daily challenge. Uh, the Mass Effect series is one that I will mm, keep because okay. I will see myself playing it in the future. I don't want this kind of hollow daily uh, challenge to keep pulling me back because there's so many other games I could play that are completely different and brand new, so I'm, I don't like these daily challenges personally. Okay, thank you. Yes, I'm so happy that someone else feels that way about that. I can't, I can't even begin to disagree with you more, Aaron. Like... <laughs> I want, I want to hear my, what, wait, oh, wait, hold on. Britt, yes? you, I haven't heard much from you. Um, <laughs> I, what, what did Aaron say that resonated with you? I freaking hate daily challenges. I Okay, here's my background. I work in marketing. I have worked somewhat in PR, like not as a rep, but as just writing content. And I work in social. I know for a fact that daily challenges are probably one of the best ever made gimmicks to get people to share content. I I see it on freaking Candy Crush. It's like, hey, you got this high score of the day. Share with friends. I, I see it as a contrivance to sell social plugins and just a way to legitimize, hey, we made this social connection. Here's how we can implement it. I just, how I, I, dare I, they try to get people to play their games and get their friends well, no, like, to play well, their well, games? No, no, no. Like, 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 like Brett's saying. Well, they've built, they've built this hardware to make social plugins and social ties. And, hey, share this with your friends and record this so you can put it on the internet. In For me, that's not the egregious part of Candy Crush, though. That's like one of the more endearing parts yeah. of Candy Crush. Candy Crush oh, has so lots of yeah. insidious parts. But, see, but I agree with Brit because it is, I think the daily challenge idea there's potential and there are games that you guys have mentioned that can do it well if you're interested in that that uh game that software that story that gameplay whatever it is but in general i think it can be used for more evil than good and i personally would rather have like a daily addition to something like and i know it's not possible because this would be so much work on the developer's part but a new story, a new character, a new plot line, a new something that's more than just this artificial sort of extension of a fetch quest. That's uh, only if you look at games as like a solely narratively focused medium, right, though. Right. I mean, in the no, yeah, and that's, games, and that's, that's where I see the division. Development. You'll never that's see Mass Effect. That's where I see the division. Challenge. You guys. No, no, of course, will. never. Yes, but that's why. That's I what know, I would rather of, do. Uh, are you guys familiar with the Final Fantasy V uh, Fiesta? No, I, I every no. year play other games. Every year, there's a group of fans that do this on their own. It's not a Square affiliate, affiliate thing, but they play through Final Fantasy V on whatever platform you want. And there's like a dice roll or like a randomization, and you oh to choose your job, you choose the jobs. And huh. at, at different points in the game, you get crystals which give you a set of jobs, and from each of those crystals, you randomly get one of those jobs, and you have to play through the entire game with those jobs, and you have to beat the final boss <laughs> with those jobs. And if you get all white mages, sucks to be you. But <laughs> that's the rule. And I would love I to see, that. like, if something like Bravely Default or some other future, like, job-based RPG was just, like, had a daily challenge, was, like, win this battle with this party. Yeah. That'd be great. Because if the mechanics work for a game, even if it is a narratively focused game... 
I want to keep playing that game. I have. So do you? I will buy every version of Final Fantasy Tactics because I love the shit out of that game, and <laughs> it's not about the story for me anymore. It's about playing that game. This is where I see the divide. This is where I see both sides, both what Tyler's saying, of course, and what Aaron and Britt were talking about. For a narrative-driven game, like where it's like a book, you pick it up, you go through the book, and you finish the book, and it's just the story it's perfectly fine like i do not expect i think nick said it when we were all talking over each other for a second like i do not expect mass effect to have a daily challenge like that anytime soon because it it but on the same time it markets itself it doesn't think it's a marketing thing it's a gameplay thing but i I don't see it as a marketing thing either i see it as i'm just looking at it and thinking of it as a gameplay feature at the same time i wouldn't want to or i wouldn't want to see something with with a heavy story lean like i don't want to see a gone home daily challenge why not not? christmas dug it on Fridge in five minutes. Gone to the store. But, but, no, no, but, no, no, I'm amused. Why but, not? <laughs> a fighting game. A fighting game. A racing game. Okay, right where there. The mechanics are at the heart of the game. Yes. And it's just twisting around your options and mechanics. That really lends itself to this idea. But that right there, you're defining competitive games. And I think that's why I don't give a shit about these. Is you guys, like, let's, as Nick brought up support for the daily challenges, Tyler and Doug, your point on that. I don't play competitive games competitively because I've never been one to care about my high score. But Aaron, you're like the biggest friend, Nintendo but... fan here. Are you telling me that if 3D World had like a daily challenge where it was like, how many coins can you collect in this level today? Or if there was a Zelda daily challenge, it was like, beat these bosses with these set of items. Like, you wouldn't go for that? You wouldn't be interested in that at all? If it was Tyler, creatively done, but if you're talking about collecting coins, then that's just that's artificial to me. That's just extending it, and it's that was the entirety of New Super Mario Brothers too. And it was bad. Let me let me explain. I guess like I understand where Aaron comes from too, because I don't know the last time I even logged on to play something like a, a shooting game or a fighting game online, because I just I I'm not caring enough to put my time into one game and get good, good at it competitively. Yeah. But right now, Gran Turismo Six has challenges. They're not daily. But they're updating them every couple of weeks. They've been adding like four or five different challenges every month. Actually, they've added maybe a dozen to 20 challenges and cycled through them in the time since it's been released in early December. Have you played most and of them? I've played almost all of them, yeah. I've, I've skipped some of them because they don't give you a ton of money and others have given you a ton of money. But I, for the most part, it's fun because it's it's changing. Like, go to this track, use this car, get a certain time, and you get rewards as well. And it's not just competing against the game for the rewards or competing against everybody on the internet because there's some there's some freaking aliens out there who are like 20 <laughs> seconds under like, you know, the, the gold award time in the game is two minutes for this lap. And there's some people out there in a minute 45 range. And that's just impossible to get to. But it also populates who else is on your your list that's played the challenge. And it puts their ghosts on the track for you to beat. I don't care about being number one in the world. I care about beating my friends. Yep, yeah, right. That's the and brilliance of it. Aaron, I think Pokemon. Yes. Daily challenge. You get five <laughs> Pokemon, all level fifty. Beat oh this other gosh. guy. And get what? Oh. I don't know. Fucking bragging rights. Like, why do you play <laughs> you Pokemon? You can do that, but you can do that right now. Making it into a challenge would not make it more enticing for me. So, if you knew that is, everyone is, had the same starting point and they were all trying to do the same thing and see like who would be successful or who would do it better, that wouldn't be interesting at all to you. What if it like gave you achievements or something equivalent for like beating ten daily challenges well, or I'm, something? Like that? I'm glad you mentioned the achievements because that's what I was going to get to. Is <laughs> I. I see the daily challenges as an evolution of the idea behind achievements to 
create engagement and to create um, a player attachment to, as you guys have all mentioned, keep coming back. And that used to be what achievements were for me from the launch of the 360 up until about a year, two years ago, where I stopped caring. I think um, in the terms of the Sasquatch group, Nick is the only one that has a higher gamer score than I. And like I used to <laughs> care proud. about... <laughs> I think I would if I hadn't got a PS3. Yeah, your trophy score beats the hell out of mine. So, so. But there you go. Like That used to be, for me, uh, I used to care. And that used to be how I kept playing games in new I ways. I used to be a to... contender. He <laughs> <laughs> could have been somebody. <laughs> but then I stopped... I realized not that there was some um, evil plan of, oh my God, there, it really doesn't matter. It was just, I don't feel engaged anymore. And so the daily challenges don't do it for me. And I guess to just jump to another point unfairly, perhaps, the daily challenge aspect, I haven't run into a game yet that has caused me to come back after maybe more than a few times of doing it. Uh, because it usually is just focused on the mechanics, and it seems to be data-driven, and you have to love the mechanics and the gameplay just from, like, for me, and this is going to sound bad, a soulless level. Like, if you look at something, perhaps Fire Emblem, which doesn't really have daily challenges, but, you know, you would get those... Uh, random challenges. Yeah, the new units and new ways to play the game, you could download them and kind of mess has. with your stats. You have to care about the stats and just the battling enough to really give a shit about that. And I tried a few times, and there was just no... It, it was soulless. It was unfun for me. But for someone who's into that, I could see why it would keep them engaged. That's where this whole idea of daily challenges just does not sit with me, and I don't really care. Well, I mean, I think this is all fair, what you're saying, but I would also posit, knowing you, that you're not into games that are that put the mechanics at the forefront of the right. experience. The problem right. with your like, way of thinking, though, Aaron, is that... Developers are trying. Well, I'm, I'm thinking from a That's business just like standpoint. That's like your opinion, man. I'm thinking from a developer standpoint. They're trying everything they can to keep people from doing what you're talking about through pl from playing yes. through a game and then just being done with it completely because that's what leads people to trade in these games and it's ironic that it's these indie titles these small downloadable titles that are embracing daily challenges because it's the disc-based games, the physical games that need it more. That's an interesting point. Is, do, do you guys think it's tied at all fair. to the rise of platformers? The resurgence, um, you think? Yeah, I think I mean, so. It, if it would, if it is I related, it's just because use... it's an easier thing to program into it. Yeah, it's I pretty mean, natural I, fit. I'm serious. Like, do you think daily challenges I'm, are tied to the complexity of the programming of the game itself? Probably. Probably. I think it, obviously, yeah. like hypothetically, the the Mass Effect daily challenge would be a lot harder to make versus you know Spelunky, where the art art assets lend itself yeah. to level so you just a lot easier. Yeah. You just distribute a hash to generate the level from, and then boom. The more complex the gameplay, the harder it would be to balance too. Yeah, that's true. Right, because yeah. we've seen how branching narratives end up just being maybe three or five things, and it doesn't really go beyond that. It's just yeah. just three to five separate things. No. I mean, Be I, before we before we began recording the podcast, uh, Aaron talked about another example of a daily challenge he didn't he he tried before it didn't like too much, and it was with what Halo Reach. Yeah, that was yeah. Um, as far as looking backwards, which we kind of did earlier. That was the first game as far as a shooter I remember doing it. And yeah, but that was kind of like layered on your otherwise normal right. play habits, right? It was just like while you're playing dudes in these other modes, you choose mm -hmm. try and get fifty headshots with the DM DMR. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, you know, 
get shoot these number of what, whatever like the challenges may be like that's an example i guess of not doing this idea properly because it's it's trying to layer it on top of getting you to do the, the narrative again and again and there's only like yeah. a certain amount of scope for that it's the same idea as like when you layer on like Britt was saying like social calls like tell your friends about mm-hmm. the fact that you just beat chapter 17 right. in uncharted 2 yeah, like, remember yeah. That fiasco? Oh. oh yeah when it connected to twitter Oh my yeah. God, yeah. I... And Facebook. And like, I think the interesting thing is that with daily challenges right now, these games are not socially linked. Like, you would have to pretty much have a capture card set up to record your daily challenge from PS3 Spelunky. That or seems like a big oversight. Be the screenshots. Yeah. Yeah, but nobody wants a screenshot. <laughs> I mean, I guess it shows that you got your score. I think, that, I like... think you could take that to the 50,000 foot level and go, nobody likes Vita, but that's another argument. <laughs> yeah, oh, I do. Ouch, I like my Vita a lot. I'm buying a 64 gigabyte card this week for two hundred dollars. Congratulations! Oh wow, Gosh. my fridge is full. Let's let's hear what Nick has to say. Yes, Nick. I asked go. before the podcast if, for example, um, Britt, who I know is a Dark Souls fan, if she would like to see daily challenges in Dark Souls because it is, you know, like Spelunky, is a mechanically driven, very complex, very unforgiving game. That game that is cruel enough variety. as it is. See, see, I, I, I would want to know what the challenge would be because, like, I I was actually talking to somebody about this today. There's it's Dark Souls isn't fueled on scores so much as bragging rights. I mean, I know people who've gone through the entire game without healing once, or those people are monsters. well, see, or or going through the entire game without upgrading armor once, like the naked run. Yeah, exactly. So, I didn't know you could upgrade armor. See, oh gosh, oh wow, <laughs> Do I get for that? oh goodness, how are you farther That's the game your daily than I challenge? Just, I'm, I'm gonna go over here and. Dumb luck. Tell you how to avoid the boars. But no, it, it's the, the game is so narratively driven that I can imagine, you know, a couple of friends that I've seen on the couch, like, okay, whoever can beat the game fastest wins X, Y, and Z. So it's just, I see it doing personal challenges, but it's honestly so narratively heavy that I think it would honestly cheapen the effect of, in the impact of the game. Not, I'm not sure what you mean by narrative, because I can't glean any plot from it from playing... You but. sicko. <laughs> Maybe I can jump in on that, and not to derail from daily challenges, but the seed of what they mean. Maybe this is kind of what Britt is talking about with narrative. I could be wrong, but um, we talked about this years ago when Just Cause 2 came out. And the idea of creating a narrative just based off of the pure gameplay, like something that I create in my head of, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z... And how I go about that is my own creation of the narrative because the game itself allows me to have that freedom, the sandbox element. So if I'm looking at daily challenges from how I've digested games, replayability, if that's a portion of it, which I understand as a developer, I would be doing that too. I'd be on the bandwagon. I would be shilling it out on the street (laughs) corner like, hey, everybody, just share this shit here's a bunch of challenges, go for it. I don't yeah. fault any of them for doing that. But I'm the person that, just because I mentioned Mass Effect earlier, I played Mass Effect 1 eight separate times. I played 2 Respect. six separate oh times. Respect. So, God damn it, Aaron. <laughs> I came back to that game because the game itself, without any of this extra extraneous crap, was good enough for for me to warrant a return. And a return of investment, I kept playing it because of the core... Uh, story and mechanics and everything. So anyway, like that's what I have a high standard for. Is Did you play MB3's multiplayer stay... at all? Uh, yeah, a bit. 
but not hardcore amount. You never got, really got into it? Actually. I so, think that, especially since it was mostly this core-op-oriented horde mode, like a daily <laughs> yeah. challenge will work really well for something like that. Yeah, see, see, now yeah. I, see, now I feel like we're getting into the Bioshock 2 problem, where it's like, oh, you're forcing competition in a game that may or may not be suited for competition naturally? That's but it works great, great in I also Mass love Effect. Bioshock's multiplayer. One more thing, though. Like, from Mass Effect, the point I was getting to is if developers want from me as a player to stay engaged with their game, it's going to be based on narrative, yes, but it's also going to be based on the procedural aspect, which is why I'm interested in something like No Man's Sky, where the story of that, it's all randomly generated, the universe you're given, and that's a daily challenge in and of itself, is the exploration element, and it's completely different from your friend's game. That having that advanced technology, which stuff like this has been done over the last 10 years in smaller amounts, but to have this unique um, personal perspective to go to a planet, explore it, find the resources, and then go up into space, like from ground to sky, which those who have seen the trailer will know how cool that looks. Um, And then knowing that when you're out there, all the stuff you're doing is unique to your game. Like that for me is what's going to keep me coming back each day more than just some stat thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess you're talking well, more about like the score I, model of design, yeah, which is yeah. basically the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's a that's a different uh, solution to the same basic question, which is how do we create a game that people want to keep coming back to and remain engaged with? Yeah. Yep, you're right. That's the core question. It's it's a completely different type of game. It's a completely different type of engagement. Although the end result of keeping you engaged and keeping you wanting to play a game even a little bit every day is the same like result. Right. So I respect what they're doing for the daily challenges in, say, Spelunky, but me, this type of player that I am, it doesn't work on me. I feel like I'm being sold to by that, or just it's you are always being me. sold to in every game. Yeah, well, I know that. Yeah. I'm not stupid. I'm Especially not, Street Pass. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> dumb, but I would right. rather it's something like No Man's Sky. I'm getting more out of it myself as a player. So that's just what I prefer, I guess. Right. We, we all want to get stuff out of our games. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Exactly. And developers want us to keep playing them. Yes, and that mm-hmm. really is the the winding up point and the very like good encapsulation of what we've talked about today. Oh man, if there was like Not a game, is... game with like daily challenges oh. and you got fat loot every day. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be good. Wait, but that, that would be like another wow dailies. I don't know. Uh-oh. It's yeah. coming full circle. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut this one off and <laughs> And get rid of it before the if you work WoW Blizzard, talk starts listening. creeping back in like a bad case of gangrene. Yeah, I, I don't um, know. I'd, I'd rather have a good narrative and keep it to myself and tell my friends, maybe, but just not have to put it on display. I feel like it cuts off personal connection. I would not support this media. God damn it, Tyler. <laughs> and to me, one of the great reasons why I love video games is because we can have those narrative-driven, encapsulated examples, like a book you take off the shelf and can read through and play through again and again. And we also have things that are very mechanically driven and give you a reason to go exercise that mechanic every single day. Yeah. I, can I just say one last thing on that note? <laughs> okay. It's really short. I like the idea that we have games that are temporary. They're ephemeral. Like, if you mm-hmm. miss this challenge, it's gone forever. I like the idea yes. that, like, there is that uniqueness to it, at least. And, yeah, <laughs> it sucks for completionists and people who are really engaged in seeing the whole story. But um, for someone like me who, you know, is very cognizant of the fact that time is fleeting, it's astounding. Um, we get it, you're old, I'm man. not going to go into the time warp. But, um, yeah, I, I like the idea that a game would embrace that in its design. 
And to tie that bow off even nicer, I guess that's a reason why video games are such an interesting and engaging medium that we've got all of these questions and all these things around it that other forms of entertainment and medium yeah. just do not have. We should really start a blog about that. Yeah, <laughs> might be a nice what thing to we talk about. What should we call it? <laughs> well, <laughs> not much. No, right. let's uh, wrap it up at that point and call it a day for that. Great. Thank you again to Nick, Aaron, Tyler, and Britt for joining me today on today's podcast. It's been a very good discussion. Where can we find each of you on the internet? You can find me on Nick. Twitter. Fuck. Oh, Britt. <laughs> uh, you, can you can find me on for Acadia. Aw, thanks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter on at Britt McGinnis and on Pinterest at Reporter Britt, where I'm also pinning all of our articles. So if you want to just smooth, smooth for pretty pictures, that's where you can do it. Excellent. Nick. If you want to take me on Spelunky Daily Challenges, my PSN ID is Bimog. Otherwise, I'm on Twitter at Nick Cummings. Aaron. I am at Aaron Thayer. And to plug the show itself, we have the podcast available on Stitcher, which is on Android as an app, and iTunes as usual. And of course, SiliconSasquatch.com has all of those details and a blog post for every single uh, podcast that we put up. Tyler. Yeah. Where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> oh, you finally got around to me. Uh, you can find me on social networks at Tyler A. Martin or on pretty much every gaming platform as That Jerk Tyler. Which is yes, pretty accurate. And if you happen to have Gran Turismo 6 and want to see how bad I am at the game... Or any game, really. Or any game, really. Uh, my PSN ID is HarperDC. I am on Twitter, at Douglas Bonham, and, of course, SiliconSasquatch.com. That's all for today's show. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. Thank you for listening and supporting us once again. Leave comments, questions, concerns, everything else at SiliconSasquatch.com. Thank you very much. Good night.